How we value a good teacher. I'm assuming that we've all experienced at some point in our education, at some level, in some grade, or in some subject, a good or even a great teacher. I know I've been blessed by having several teachers that I revered at the time, still cherish, and I'm grateful for the time that I had with them. When I reflect on what a great teacher can do, I find myself grateful for their ability to see me as an individual with some potential, their ability to develop in me a curiosity for learning, researching, and exploring, their ability to help me understand that their rules and expectations such as attendance, raising your hand to be called upon, being quiet when someone else is talking, etc., that one must learn to follow and work within. Their ability to see that I learn differently than some others, accept that and teach to that. Their ability to somehow transmit to me a caring and loving feeling that helps give me a little bit of confidence in school and in life their ability to help me learn how to work, play, and get along with others, their ability to have me understand that there is accountability in this world by having exams, tests, papers that are due and report cards, and finally, their ability to inspire me. William Ward wrote once, the mediocre teacher tells, the good teacher explains, the superior teacher demonstrates, the great teacher inspires. Wow, that's quite a list. And it makes me think about how we individually and as a society express our thanks, our gratitude to our good and great teachers. The most important way to do this is to let them know directly, upfront and personal from yourself. Tell them how you feel about them and their work. A second way would be to stay in touch with them over time so they continue to understand how important they have been in your development and your life. I regretfully have been delinquent on this one. A third way is to let the school or college administration know about your feelings so that the teachers get in effect a Yelp rating. Give them reviews and evaluations that will let their hiring authorities know what a great job they're doing. And a fourth way of showing how much we value good teachers is to make sure that they get compensated financially in some way that aligns with the value that they're giving to us. It is this last point that I want to spend some time on today. What sparked my desire to write and talk about this happened by chance a few days ago. I was rummaging through some old file boxes that I had stored in my small self-storage locker and I came across a document that just floored me. It was dated March 8, 1905, 118 years ago. Holy cow. It was the contract to hire my grandmother, Edith Onley Stapley, her name before she married and became a Peterson, to be a, quote, duly qualified teacher, unquote, in district number two, in the town of Springwater in Livingston County in Upper New York State to teach for 40 consecutive weeks commencing on September 5th, 1905. A word about my grandmother. Listeners to my podcasts 
know how special this particular grandmother was to me. I loved her so much. I could not get enough of her. I wanted to be around her all the time. And this was true at every age. Her career work was as a teacher. I never had her as a teacher, but I always was aware that she was a teacher. For example, every year growing up, I would visit her for one week in the spring. She never asked me how I wanted to spend the week with her. No, no. She always sent me to the local school when I visited her. Even though I was from out of town, even though I was there for only one week, I was going to go to the local school every day. No question about it. I did not object, and it turned out to be wonderful because I made so many friends in the town she lived in that I could play with after school. Although I never had my grandmother in class as a teacher, I can only imagine how great a teacher she must have been. Back to her contract now for being a teacher. When I read the contract, I was shocked. Do you know what she was paid to teach? You're not going to believe this. She was paid $10. $10, not, not for an hour of work. Not for one class. Not for a day of work. Not for two classes. Not for two days of work. Not for a week of work. Not for two weeks of work. No, no. She was paid $10 for one month of work. I've done some research and found out that $10 a month in 1905 is the same as $349 a month today, taking into account an average inflation of 3.06% a year. This equates to an hourly wage in today's dollars of 24 cents an hour. Now, our teachers today in America are receiving approximately $24 an hour, not 24 cents an hour, $24 an hour on an average, depending upon what survey data you're citing. This average pay varies depending upon years of service, education level, geographic location, whether it's church-based, private, alternative, charter, or public school, whether it's in preschool, elementary, middle, high school, or in trade schools, community colleges, or four-year college institutions. Compared to what teachers are receiving in other countries, according to the World Population Review, the United States ranks 12th on the list of starting salaries for primary school teachers in the world. The U.S. follows Luxembourg, Germany, Switzerland, South Africa, Denmark, Saudi Arabia, Austria, Australia, Netherlands, Spain, and Sweden in that order. In the country of Luxembourg, they pay primary school starting teachers $71,000 a year compared to $42,000 in the United States. The top of the pay scale in Luxembourg for the same teacher is $126,000 compared to $74,000 in the U.S., it turns out that getting teachers paid more is a more complicated question than it might appear at first glance. Several issues are in play. For example, the existing teacher shortage, the potential quote-unquote great resignation of even more teachers. How, if at all, are the seemingly significant fringe benefits calculated in the quote hourly wage? How are good teachers able to be compensated when most salary increases are across the board?
What is the ability to dismiss bad teachers? What about the other staff in the schools that are crucial, such as paraprofessionals, the security and maintenance personnel, counselors and nursing staff, the athletic and kitchen staff, the office staff, to name a few? What about early childhood and preschool teachers and caregivers that are clearly so important and yet paid even less than elementary school teachers? Bottom line, we need to let our good and great teachers know how much we value and are grateful for their work. By one, letting them know directly. Two, staying in touch with them over time. Three, letting their hiring authorities know how great they are. And fourth, getting good and great teachers paid better, much better. Be sure to subscribe to Meandering Musings wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For more about Neil Peterson and to read more Meandering Musings and travel essays, visit meanderingmusings.net. Like the podcast? Please help us grow our listenership. Tell your friends about Meandering Musings and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.